ready for this jelly. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's just gonna be me and you today. Me and you and you and me. It's no like matter cool. how they toss the dice, it's had to be. The only people in this episode are me and you. And you and me. So crappy together. <laughs> I got a song. Oh, do you? Yeah. Piece of shit. Look at you. Coming in hot. And I also found a punk band with possibly the greatest uh, name ever. The Soviets. Hey, that's pretty good. (laughs) Of course, it's a a girl band. Okay. There's your cable there, Queef. Ready for this. Fuck yeah, dude. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, the Bipolar Rock and Roll, so this is Godfather Gash, episode 276, the world's greatest podcast, Pillow Fork Radio slash the Don Blankenship Experience. And I'm here, it's just, a, it's an old school fun employment file, really. <laughs> so this is going to be just more of this. It's yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck what we do. Just got to get that tent. Gotta get yeah, got to get that tent out. We put out a bonus episode this morning of myself and Aaron and Elena struggling. <laughs> To get through 45 minutes to an hour of content for these absolute idiots that listen to this, because I know they're stuck at home alone in their dead mother's basement, and they haven't even called the police yet to let them know that their mother has died. They haven't called the authorities to come and claim the body. They're just sitting there, she rots, playing The Last of Us 2, complaining about lesbian characters in a video game. I know that's you. I know that those people are our listeners. Reminds me of the King of the Hill where... Bobby fell in with this guy playing Dungeons and Dragons. Bobby, let me tell you about Ward's future. <laughs> He's going to live with his mother until she dies, and probably for a couple weeks after. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I just pretty much described that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as always, Shucky Tater Sacks is here. Uh, the the uh, Duke of Discourse, the um, Boomer Bogtrotter, the. Uh, First black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Kanawha River. We're recording this on July 4th. I'll probably put it out tomorrow since I just put out that staggering new episode, <laughs> the bonus episode for uh, yeah, it's too intense for much, July 4th. Too much intensity to too intense for everyone. Too intense for some viewers. Yeah, I mean it, it's rated PG 13. PG 13, and it's not 80s PG 13. No, 80s PG 13. <laughs> you could you could say fuck 47 times. And you, you could, could see, see a titty. You could see. See a sea of tits, and you could watch people just fucking. Right? Are you playing the Soviets now? Well, no. I mean, you're sure, saving it for later. Fuck it. <laughs> 
drunk all the time. I like it. It kind of yeah. reminds me of uh, a faster Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen has a lot of punk elements. Yeah, I mean, they he uses uh, a lot of his songs are really rudimentary chord basses, and he actually uses the same the same uh, structures over and over. He'll do like a lot of the songs are E G C G, and then he'll just capo that some bitch up into <laughs> a different key. But I'm trying to think, he, he had a song. I knew it's a Bruce Springsteen song, and I've heard it a thousand times, but I, I didn't realize it's my favorite Bruce Springsteen song, and I'm. We'll have to swim through an ocean of fucking content to find Is out it, what it actually was. Oh yeah, he's got so many albums. Do you do you know about the time that it came out? It would have been mid eighties. Mid eighties. Yeah. That really narrows it the fuck down. Let me. I know. <laughs> was it on Born in the USA? <sighs> it's not Dancing in the Dark. It's no. not Born in the USA. It's not Born to Run. It's not I'm on Fire. No. Okay. Mid eighties. I mean, this came out right in nineteen eighty four. Is it Cover Me? It's hidden. <sighs> Shit. Working on the highway? No. Downbound train. See, it's something about secret face, sir. Oh, brilliant disguise. Yes. Yes. I fucking love that song. Hell yeah, dude. That's like my favorite Bruce Springsteen song. And it's one of those ones. It's an EGCG. Yeah, and it's fucking. The chorus is absolutely perfect. I mean, it's just. When it gets to the chorus, it's EGCG. No, I think this is EGCG. It's just so earnest, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a band yeah, it's a lot. that's Bruce, baby. I love Bruce. He's, he's tremendous. He does a version of this with his wife that's real slow. You know, he was married to um, the, the star actress from uh, Just One of the Guys for a while. Joyce Heiser was her name. Really? Yeah. Sounds... She was, a, right. she was a smoke show. She's still a smoke show, especially for being. You know, still is hold, who's held up so amazingly well that like she's got to be a, like a time traveler. Who? Susanna Hoffs. Oh yeah, it's insane. But she's one of those like Christy Brinkley. They're just not going to age. You know, it's just she looks like she's in her mid to late, well, early to mid forties. Yeah, but she's, she's got to be edging to sixty by now. Oh, she's definitely sixty. She's got to be in her sixties. She so. looks amazing. Chrissy Brinkley is, God, she's got to be damn near 70. Yeah, she's like 66 or something. That's the boss, baby. Who, who's singing harmony with him on this one? Probably himself. Oh, is that what he does? Or Lil Steven. Yeah, it's him. But in the... Just speed it up and it's a punk song. Exactly. Yeah, people sleep on the boss. There's a reason why this motherfucker is the boss. Yeah, and I, that's that's like my that's the the kind of music I should have always been listening to. Straight ahead rock and roll, rockabilly and punk. Just you know that 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 the. the I like Tool and Rage Against. Uh, well, I went to a huge Rage Against Machine uh, kick, the kick lately because all the shit that's going on. But um, uh. I don't know. It just metal was never really me, to be quite honest. I mean, I liked it because I was trying to be that. You know, what well, I mean? it's a metal is a math problem. It's a it's math. Like all the people that play metal are super duper technical and really good. Yeah, and, like you were. 
around musicians yeah, that were lots technical of and really yeah, good. Exactly. And that's the thing. And if you're some, like, if, these, if the musicians like this, I should also like this. Right. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, the more complex it was, the more they wanted to listen to it. That didn't necessarily make it good. I mean, it didn't make it bad, but it just wasn't my thing like Dream Theater. Bradley loved Dream Theater because they were so fucking insanely talented. Yeah. And their shit was so complex. But I'm just like, but this isn't me. Pull Me Under is the only fucking song I ever liked. I can't. You know? uh, I, I listen to that stuff and I don't really feel anything out of it. Exactly. Punk, I, I feel. I. It, I get going. I feel good. Like I, I you know, I, I just want to move and and and, and it's happy. You Three know? chords in the truth is what I've always liked. Like yeah. the Bob Dylan, Bob uh, Bruce, um, all the singer songwriter shit. It's yeah, pretty much what I've ripped off my entire sure. I mean, and, and illustrious musical career. We were talking about um, like uh, Brian Adams. Yeah, Brian Adams. Know, is just, great. This is the great, the good, the best shit. You know, the stuff that it doesn't have to be too complex. This is what I'm going to give you, and it's going to be good. So. Yeah, and you just talk about your problems and right. try to make it rhyme. Right. That's about it. And that's punk, too. Punk, you know, it's like our friends, uh, the jerks. I think it's just jerks. It is jerks, but I, yeah, I have a hard time not putting it. It is hard. To, like, it. It's like Smashing Pumpkins. It's right, right. No, it's not the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, it's, it's just Smashing Pumpkins. Let's see here. Oh, I got it. Yes. That's flawless. Absolutely fucking flawless. We need to get harmony. Yeah, we need to get their listeners up. I don't understand how that's... Punk people need to find that. Yeah, because I'm a punk person. I love it. And it's not because... It just happens that we're friends with... Right. I mean, it's not just because they're my friends. It's because... Because I love it Like I played it for Annie Annie loves punk And she loved it I mean I, I've heard her Singing it around the house You know Just to and herself Annie is My daughter Oh okay <laughs> uh, You know I keep forgetting about this I know you do <laughs> Imagine if I was so self involved <laughs> I just didn't re- realize That you had another person In your life besides me I just thought you went home To work and come here Once a week And we do a podcast And always be thinking about it. And you me. just wait <laughs> You didn't do anything but wait on me to <laughs> to suggest a thing. That's actually fairly fairly close. <laughs> uh, I, wonder been, what, I wonder what Dutch has got in store for me this week. I've been hanging out with the Moors a lot, just them two. Like we go hiking and shit. And I'm like, I really need to get a woman because this is getting weird. Because they have small cars and Elena always rides in the back and I have to ride up front with Aaron. And I always say, you know, I'm not 400 pounds anymore. I can fit in the back seat. Right. And she's like, no. I'm like, well, this makes it look weird. So I think I need to get a woman so that we can ride, drive my car. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So it's not, it doesn't look like we're a thruple. <laughs> it's me and Elena sharing Aaron, which is even more hilarious if you think about it that way. Right. <laughs> it is hilarious. See, you having an argument over him. <laughs> I get him Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You, you get, get him Tuesday, s- Sunday, Tuesday, and Saturday. <laughs> Here's my favorite, actually, one of my favorite videos by uh, Jerks. Ah, f- hey, it's got a. It's hey, they got, got an ad before, ad baby. Yeah, ocean spray. Fucking ocean spray. White people shit. I like how you skipped that fucking ad, so they're not gonna get paid for it. <laughs> they get paid for that when there's an ad in front of it. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
I think they get paid more if you watch it all the way through. Actually, I thought this was the one where it's like a Nintendo game. Oh, yeah. Because this is that one. Who is that? I'm not exactly sure who that is. It might be John Will Shatter when he was a baby. That's what I was thinking. Let's just think it is. Yeah. Let's just hope it, it is. It, it, it really fits if it's him. Yeah. <laughs> you ever been to the uh, Cranberry Glades? I have not. It's about an hour and a half away. You got to go through Richwood, which I'm sorry. But yesterday uh, we went down there. It's a different country. It's a different fucking place. What do you mean? It, it's a rainforest. Yeah. The Cranberry Glades is... A, I mean, we, we talk all the time that West Virginia is essentially a rainforest that experiences some cold weather sometimes. All right. But Not very often in the past few years, but... But, like... Like, we... we well, first, we went to these... Uh, the Falls of Hills Creek or something, and it's got the second highest waterfall in West Virginia, and it's just like a little stream trickling, but it counts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like a, a big waterfall when it comes down. I got pictures. Pictures. Um, yeah, everything was for the gram yesterday. Yeah, taking pictures. I'm, I'm off the gram, so it's um. Let me find my fucking. Oh, there's me. I'm hashtag the man who stands on rocks. <laughs> 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 and the caption is this rock never stood a chance. Hashtag the man who stands on rocks. <laughs> it's so stupid. But this is one picture from the glades. And you keep scrolling through, and it just gets more ridiculous as it goes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like, uh, just keep. Isn't that insane? It is. And you see, that's, okay, this out here, awesome. that's like the big field. It has a boardwalk that you got to walk through. Yeah. It is, um, let me turn off. What is that doing? Is it, it searching is, for a signal? It's searching for a signal gotcha. through the thing. So what I do is I put it on airplane mode, then turn back on the Wi-Fi. Because mm. for some reason, Wi-Fi doesn't really might be mine doing it too. interfere. But this this right here, off of the boardwalk, it's um, really spongy. You you stand, you walk on it. It says not to walk on it, but mm-hmm. um, it says to stay on the boardwalk. But uh, I didn't want to. And you walk on it, and it's like you sink down a couple inches. Like It's like a little mini trampoline. I've never seen anything like it. Apparently, it's peat moss. It's just, they say nine inches of peat moss underneath the grass. Mm-hmm. And it's just always spongy all the time. And you can, like, you can, it's sort of like sitting on this, uh, you ever been in an air ride seat? Yeah. Like you're driving a big truck or you're, or oh, you're yeah, gonna, yeah. It's like that. Like me and Aaron were running in place and it was <laughs> like, I could, I could run if I had, um, Ground like that to run on, right? Because it, it, it there's no impact. It's like running on sand, well, except like run, it kind of bounces you back up. Exactly, like running on astroturf a little bit. Yeah, yeah, astroturf. I remember uh, the few times I've ever got to do anything on astroturf, and it's just like this ridiculous place with all these amazing plants. And then there's another hike we did. You go up the scenic highway, and look at that. The, their woods look completely different than our woods down here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of rhododendrons, but there's ferns all over the place. Yeah. It's like Pacific Northwest type stuff. Yeah. But then you get to the top of this, and there's this ridiculous view. Oh, man. it's That one's called High Rock. The High Rock Trail is about a mile and a half. It's really awesome. It It is insane. It, it sucked that there were people up there with children sitting whenever we got there. Because <laughs> I could have sat there. 
for an hour and just stared out over it because it, you could see for 20 miles. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Um, but it was like a nice, beautiful hike. Uh, I think we did all in all six miles yesterday. Let me find these fucking falls that I completely abandoned. Yeah, here's the one with the falls. Nice little picture of some shrubbery. I don't even know what that is. There's a... Hmm. Yeah, this is the waterfall. It's just like a little stream that's trickling, and then it goes underneath this rock, and it kind of <laughs> uh, concentrates it all. And you can climb down and get there, but we were too nervous to do that. And there's an, a different waterfall, like two or three waterfalls on this trek. But there's a lot of steps on that one. I was like, I'll probably never do that one again because it took a long time. It, a lot of steps. All right, I'm, like I'm not a fan of steps. 400 and some steps. Like, they're spread out. It's not like fucking Kmore. Right. But um, that was a whole fucking... We left at 7 in the morning and got back at 3.30. And it was... Uh, I'd never seen... I've driven through the scenic highway down there before. I was like, hey, this is neat. <laughs> but I'd never... There's like hiking trails all <laughs> over the place up here. Yeah. Or down there. I, Pocahontas is north, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's east. Neast is northeast a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get to go through Richwood. I gave Aaron and Elaine a little tour of Richwood. I like Richwood. Richwood's uh, a cool little town. Yeah, it's, they're they're trying to gentrify it. And I, here's what I think is going to happen to West Virginia: the entire state's going to get gentrified. I'm fine with it. It's going to force a lot of people out. Yeah, adapt. <laughs> well, this is the thing we complained about in in like the the, the Brooklyn and the uh, Hell's Kitchen area and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the the meatpacking district they gentrify it, and all the black people have to move out. Since there's only like eleven black people in West Virginia, it's going to be us, dude. It's going to be the hillbillies that have to move out. <laughs> it's going to be us. Luckily, I've got I'm I'm under uh, what they call a uh, contract with my bank. They pay my personal property tax, so I got about fifteen more years of that. Until I have to move out, that's weird. That will that will uh, if if that raises my mortgage raises, but it's spread out over twelve months, right? So, you know what I mean. So I can at least afford to live here for a little while. But I think with the all the major metropolitan areas experiencing the COVID so bad, I've, I've said this already. That yeah, we've already, yeah, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, I've listened to. Um, I mostly listen to comedians from New York talking. They're like, "We need to get out of here." Right. Like this is we can do comedy anywhere. Um. I think we're going to experience a little bit of a gentrification of West Virginia. Well, I mean, it's already happening in Fayetteville, and it's happening. You know, it's it's in small. It and, trick, and, it's trickling, but I right. think it's going to be a no. It's going to be a flood like in the next ten years. When whenever they find out that we have this shit, you can see. Yeah, that's why I, we need to get on you know social media and tell warn people don't show, don't yeah. show, don't show white people this shit. It's gonna yeah. be, <laughs> it's going to be because now that you can work from home. Yeah, exactly. For almost any job, and the type of people that would pick up and move, they they have the type of job that you can work from home at anyway. Right. I thought this right after the COVID hit. I'm just like, uh, and I actually made this point to a few people. I was just like, um, Fayetteville's going to blow up. Golly Bridge has actually got a chance now. I mean, because it's one of those gems at the foot of the mountain, and people, you know, there's nothing there. People can, people with money can go in there and just kind of take over. Yeah. So that's. I think. I think we're going to experience something like that. People are going to move to West Virginia. They're going to realize that you can get an acre of property is unheard of. Is that Aaron's picture? No, that's oh you went hiking. Yeah, me and Annie went hiking. Hell yeah! Is that uh, endless? endless wall? How'd she like it? She liked it. Well, I mean, it was me that kind of struggled. It was hot, you know. And I was. It like, was. 
I struggled at work this week. I didn't work out nearly as much this week because it was so hot at work. I've been no, I've been my workouts have been fucking nuts. Like yesterday, I worked out for two and a half. I think. Um, I just I've found though that because I'm not sticking to a really strict diet, that I'm getting gains. It, this picture is. Oh, oh, you never commented on my shirt. Yeah, I did. did what'd you say? I, I said it's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. Okay. Fucking. <laughs> Everybody's making a stupid face except uh. except the guy who's known to make a stupid face in the movie. Which one? Bolo Young. Oh yeah. That picture he's like. <laughs> everybody else is making a stupid face except for him. <laughs> I love this shirt. I washed it one good time and now. T Public. Yeah, absolutely. And I got the uh, the regular black shirt is just. Uh, just a little bit less awesome than the uh, super soft shirt. Yeah, the super soft though, I don't like the way they fit. I so. do. Well, I'm I'm to the point now where I have to shrink them because they're. I'm in between a, a double X and an X right now. I don't think shirts. Go. I don't think I'll ever be able to fit into a into an X. I just I can't. Like I think you'll be able to fit into it, but it'll be a little bit like your neck. Like that was a huge problem for me with the, yeah. with shirts. Whenever I was lifting weights and fat, yeah. And you're getting less fat, but you're lifting more weight, <laughs> so your neck is getting bigger. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, you look. Uh, I like that. There's a glistening of sweat, on it. <laughs> dude. It was crazy. If you were on the gram right now, that'd be getting so many likes. I'm just. I'm getting out of that thing where I'm. I'm. That's when I'm pumped. When I'm pumped, I'm like twice as big. And but that's starting to be a thing now where I'm just walking around like that. Like I've noticed, like. In my my shoulders and my neck and shit are just like you know it's um it's awesome I like it. Are you having a hard time uh, breathing when you sleep? No. Has that always been a thing? Mm-hmm. You don't have the apnea? No, that's good. I used to, but not anymore. <laughs> like that's, that that went away with the losing the. It could be a mental thing too. Sure, and plus, uh, oh sure, a lot of depression went into that, and um, now I just I sleep. Like a baby. Like you're so de- like I was so depressed that my brain was just like, we should probably just kill this. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's, let's just shut this fucking thing down and get it, <laughs> get it over. With. Put him out of his misery. Yeah, there's no way it's ever going to get better. For he's this not. Guy. He, he's not helping the gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm literally not. I mean, I've gotten 36 girls pregnant, and every one of them has decided to have an abortion, <laughs> whether they be falling downstairs, coat hangers. Whatever. Paying a Nazi to kick your girlfriend in the stomach. <laughs> I would never pay a Nazi. I would force them at gunpoint. <laughs> Pat Oswalt said, if you go to Costco on a Sunday and your girlfriend's pregnant, you'll pay a Nazi with a six-pack <laughs> to, to kick her in the stomach. There, now sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> um, no, the and the thing about it is, like, Getting so strong again, like, but at a lower weight. Like, I'm doing the chin ups, not where you just pull yourself to here. My head is going up above the bar. What you should do is you should hang an, a, a sweet treat above. <laughs> a Twinkie. And get a bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, it feels great, though. I mean, it's just, it, uh, again, it's it's how I should have always felt. And um, I've never felt this good. So my, my bench is actually coming up again. You know, I had the problem with my shoulder, so I couldn't bench anymore. I'm benching 300 again. Nice. And, you know, on the way to four. So I was just telling them yesterday or the day before, um, because we're thinking about just throwing baseball around or playing some softball uh, after or before a hike. I was telling them if I come out here and start throwing a baseball and, like, my shoulder feels good because I hurt my shoulder 
junior year and I could never throw as good anymore. Yeah. If, if I and I did physical therapy, I went to Kathy Buck's physical therapy there in Somersville and like did like a a fucking rubber band and like a machine to get my shoulder better. If I just found out that I should have just done yoga to strengthen all the little tiny muscles in there, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> Cuz I haven't tried to throw, but if I if I can throw without pain now, yeah. I'm going to be so fucking mad cuz I baseball was my thing. I really I wanted to become a professional fucking baseball player. Yeah. Whether it be playing for the Wheelers, I think it was the Wheelers at the time. For 20 years, I would have done it. That would have been great, making $27,000 yeah. a year and then having to have working a, a regular inside. job yeah, in the exactly. offseason. That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> like I was watching Moneyball and well, we can only give you 250,000. It's like that's $250,000. And when you're a professional athlete and you're not married, but if you prove yourself, nailing it. If you fucking do a good job, making several million, you end up making several million. Yeah, yeah. Like Jason Giambi, you know. Of course, he had to get the that syringe was, out of his ass. That was Jeremy Giambi in, in Moneyball. Jason yes. Giambi was his brother who no, also had the syringe in his ass. Jason Giambi played for the A's for a while. Yeah, they played on the A's together. Yeah, and then the uh, well, did they? They might not have actually. Not. I know they both because they the, picked him up after after Jason, Jason left. left. And Jason was definitely on steroids. I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah. Dude. It was. It was pretty obvious. I remember there was a few seasons there where he was just fucking amazing. All right. There's a new thirty for thirty out that I haven't watched yet that I'm going to because I was very much enthralled in the 1998 home run battle between Sammy Say It Ain't Sosa. God, he's and gone Mark crazy. He's gone completely crazy. Yeah, like lighting his skin, and it's 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 uncomfortable. Yeah, it, I feel bad for him. I mean, well, all the scrutiny of them taking steroids back then. Like, I do not understand why anybody gives a shit about people taking steroids in baseball. Everybody well, but, did it. Oh, I understand. And I, I mean, I, I agree, but I'm saying that, well, Ken Griffey Jr. didn't take steroids. Ken Griffey, if Ken Griffey Jr. took steroids. He'd been the greatest baseball player that ever lived. It, I think skill-wise, he was definitely the greatest His baseball player His bat speed was fucking lived. crazy. It was insane. Even I, who don't know anything about baseball, can understand bat speed. You know what I mean? It's like, I have... I, See, we were playing one time just softball, and they thought because I've got these big arms and hulking shoulders, I'm going to be able to. I can't hit very well because I my I don't know the mechanics, you know. So it's a weird movement. Yeah, uh, swinging a ball bat's a weird movement. I was never. A, I mean, I hit a few home runs, but also I wasn't very patient. Yeah. So if if I thought I could get the bat on it, I was swinging at it. And I would I would bloop a single into right field or whatever. I didn't give a shit as long. I hit like six hundred in little league. Yeah. I didn't give a shit about uh, what kind of hit I got. I just wanted to get on base. But um, if I was patient, I might have been able to find some more pitches. But King Griffey Jr. skill for skill, I don't think there's ever been anybody who's better than him. And if he would have stayed healthy, he would have had a thousand home runs. I'm thinking about somebody who I might. I was going to say Frank Thomas, but he was just a hitter. He's a pretty good first baseman. Was he? Solid first baseman. But later in his career, he got that DH bump where (laughs) he wasn't so good in the field anymore. He could still fucking hack it. He's probably still could. He's big as a fucking house. Oh, yeah. Big Hurt. That's one of the best nicknames, too. He wasn't on steroids. I don't don't know. He doesn't look like a steroid guy. He just looks like a big, big beast of a man. Imagine if he just decided to play football. I'm sure he He played played football. football. He played football in college. He played for Auburn. He was a tight end at Auburn. Damn. What yeah. was he, 6'4", 280? Yeah, he's a big tight end. He probably played baseball at 260. Yeah. Damn. Athletes is athletes. I mean, the athlete, athlete is athletes. Whatever they 
I mean, whatever they decide to pick up, they're going to be good at it. Yeah, know? but I want to watch that uh, 30 for 30 on the uh, home run battle because I remember that being this, like the most fun time. Like, everybody's Sarah fucking baseball. Everybody's jacking homers, yeah. fucking touching them all. Fucking, that was right around the time that Barry Bonds decided he was going to start taking steroids. Knocking dingers. His head's still getting bigger. Dude, he's. And, and it, the before and afters with him. Why deny it, Barry Bonds? Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. You were on the D-ball, son. He was a Hall of Fame level talent before. Right. He was hitting 25 to 30 home runs. He was getting stolen bases. He was he was a great Was he stealing uh, bases when he fielder. was big like that? No. No. <laughs> he had too much bulk. I mean, he might have been. I, I didn't pay that close of attention. He but, didn't have to. He's just knocking him out but of the park. But he, he was a great baseball player. Yeah. And then he just started getting on the roids, and he, instead of hitting 25 to 30 home runs. He's hitting 60. 40 to 60 home runs. And everybody's like, this doesn't seem fishy at all. He now weighs 240 pounds instead of 210. I think he gained more than that. I think oh. I think he went from about 180 to, to about 250. It was about 70 pounds of muscle. And fucking God bless him. That's the thing. You're not hurting anybody in baseball. Like in, in uh, MMA, if one guy's just all absolutely jacked on steroids and the other guy isn't, then there's a problem. Right. Not always, though. Not always. No. I saw a fight between Conor McGregor and this is big Jack Black duty fight, and he just beat the dog shit out of him. Like it was early in his career. Oh, early, like before he even made it to UFC. Before he was tatted. Oh yeah, yeah. Beat the dog shit out of this guy. Like yeah, skill's going to get you. Just measuring him out, bang and fuck. But if (laughs) equal skill and the guys on steroids, yeah. yeah. Definitely, it's not. It's even not. A thing. A, it's not fun. Like Brock Lesnar going against. I uh, fucking hate that motherfucker. I love Brock. Lesnar. I can't stand it. Brock Lesnar's the fucking American dream. He's just such a prick. I mean, he's just. I don't think he really is. I think well, he just plays a prick, and that's he's, fair enough. Maybe I think I'm he's wrong. quiet. Yeah, and he doesn't put up with any bullshit. I was more of a fan of Ruan Gardner. I liked him. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, Ruan he, Gardner's awesome. just big, one of these big fat guy won the gold medal. Quiet, but I'll rip your fucking. Head he beat off. the Russian. Yeah, he Olympics. beat the Russian with like a with like a broken arm or some shit. Like he was he was hurt. I think he won by an escape. You get like two points for or one point for an escape, and yeah. all he had to do it was tied up in in the overtime period or whatever, and he just had to escape to win, and he did it, and everybody lost their minds. And then he took his shoes off and left them in the middle of the mat, and that's a sign of retirement. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. I love symbolic gestures. Those are yeah. the, the greatest. Fighters, they take their gloves off whenever they retire. Then they come back six months later because yeah. they didn't really want to retire. Right. <laughs> I can still do it. Like, uh, oh, yeah. That's what happens a lot. They, <laughs> they, they retire for a couple of years and they see their division like, I could beat all these motherfuckers. And they decide to come back. And most of the time, they can beat all these motherfuckers. Right. Like um, uh, Anderson Silva. Mm, he can beat most of these motherfuckers. He ain't getting a championship anytime soon. But I'm thinking Uriah Faber. He took like three years off and decided to come back. First fight he back never was, got out of shape. Well, no, he's also coaching all of his, right, right. all the little fellers there at uh, his gym. But he decided to come back, face a guy in the top ten, and whooped his ass. But he also he won like two or three fights in a row. He was getting ready to be uh, where he could get a title shot, and then he ran into like the number three ranked guy, and that guy fucking off the floor with him. Yeah, but um, lots of guys they decide to come back because they're savages, and there's nothing else they can do. Right, like. <laughs> They're not getting paid enough. They're not going to work at Kinko's. No. <laughs> That's the thing. These aren't collated properly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? His head <laughs> what happened? I don't know. It's the third time this week, Faber. You're done. A lot of them get into weed. Like they start well, their sure. own line of Why weed. Why shouldn't they? Yeah. Got to deal with all that pain somehow. If you have any sort of charisma, you can end up. 
like uh, Brendan Schaub. He was a uh, fighter, and he just kept getting knocked out and getting his ass whipped. And he already had a podcast, and he just decided to keep going with that. Then he started doing stand up comedy, and I don't, I've never heard it, but I doubt his stand up comedy is very good. Right. But he sells out uh, comedy clubs. Sure. So I'm sure stand up comedy is passable for a lot of people. Right. Um, if you have any kind of charisma and you and you have a fan base from one thing, you can it will transfer. You can transfer it over right. to other things, especially if you surround yourself with the likes of Rogan and all those guys. If you're right. lucky enough to find that Bill Burr, Bill Burr's yeah. like a he's a he's kind of a fight fan. Like I was hearing him talk about Brock Lesnar. Uh, he watches the fights. He he he's a boxing guy too. Yeah, well, he's uh, from Boston. Boston's a big boxing city. Any any area where there's going to be lots of Irish people, you're going to have boxing. You know, it's like it goes with the culture, and they all fight like this. Yeah, and they can usually beat the shit out of they. They <laughs> the greatest thing ever I was like is you see the the the. Well, it's more of a London thing. You see the London gentleman with his shirt sleeves rolled up, the fucking handlebar mustache, and he's yeah. like this, and he just beats the dog shit out of somebody. Yeah. Like, he's facing some schmo on the street who thinks he knows how to fight, and he does the gentleman thing. He's like, all right, let's go. Bang! He just fucking knocks him out. There was a character like that on the Street Fighter, on the Street Fighter games, yeah. and he was a boxer, and he, he fought like this, and he'd come across the ring, and boom! I mean, I know it's a video game, but it's fucking... If you ever watch like Street Fights or something, you'll notice people that know how to fight, because they'll the first thing they'll try to do is de-escalate the situation sure like this like, I hey come on man, come on man. it's fine it's fine right. and then and then the guy will take a wild swing at him they will duck or parry and then they'll hit him with a body shot he'll be bunched over and then an uppercut i like this one when they block it like that bang you know, yeah <laughs> yeah they know what they're doing right see i know if i would train for a while I, I could be one of those guys i'm just so committed to what i do that i just you know i always say well i'm going to do this first well when is that going to be Good enough, you know. When I have abs, when I'm, you know, maybe I don't know. Abs you know? are hard, like, especially with my even. Even now that I'm where I should be testosterone wise, it's going to be hard for me because I'm just not genetically designed to have them. You know, I mean they're there. Well, it's going to be hard they're to get them strong. To show up. I can yeah. do the fucking like I can do the wheel and go down, and touch my nose, <sighs> and come back up, and I can do that for fifteen reps. You know, the stuff I can do, I look like. Well, I don't look like much of a fat guy anymore. I just look like a blocky big guy. You look like a big uh, hulking um, <laughs> beast. Um, I'm trying to think of things that are nice. Uh, There's not many. <laughs> Galoot. <laughs> a lug, a big lug. A, a brick. That's what they used to call them back in the day. Like that was on uh, Indiana Jones. See that brick over there in the fucking <laughs> s- smash them. No, but anyway, uh, I could do things that guys built like me shouldn't be able to do, like the chin ups, like the ab shit, like that stuff. I, I'm actually like when we went on that hike, I ran like once we were done with the hike. You know, I I just was never, I've never been terribly that out of shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's a genetic propensity. Annie is. She's a beast. I mean, and she's she's really getting into it now. Like she wrestled the one year, and she wants to get into jujitsu. Oh like hell she's, yeah! She's training to be on every these. girl should train jujitsu. Should train jujitsu. Mm-hmm. If you want to not get assaulted, learn a fucking triangle choke. Well, I don't I don't worry about that with her so much because she's not small. Like she's not. Oh, I know. She's not petite. She's. I'm just saying, if you're ever in a situation, sure. I'm saying I agree with you, but I'm saying that you know. With her, it'd be that much easier. You know, she grabbed me one time, and I'm, you know, 
can take on men. And I was just like, well, she's really strong. You know, it's like I tried to get my sisters, three daughters. They have a MMA gym close to where they live. I mm-hmm. said, take them and at least at least teach them how to get box. them, get them a, a white belt, yeah. you know, and something mm-hmm. like uh I don't know. Like if I had a kid, I'd be I'd be having jujitsu or something. I would want them to be active. Yeah. Active is great, you know, because you know you have this. I think that's that tide is turning. Like we're getting people are starting to be more active again, you know. Yeah. But we still have a large percentage of the population that's no, completely inactive. Just as the tide is turning, we get this uh, pandemic that they want everybody to not be active anymore, right? You know. Well, but people are just taking the opportunity to. Go into their homes and do their own thing. Yeah, that, I mean, it didn't interfere with my thing because everything was done here anyway. Yeah, my gym is never closed because <laughs> I'm usually the only one in there. You know, yeah. it's like I'll go in there a couple times. It'll be like maybe one or two other people, but it's never ever crowded. Um, which is a shame. It's a great gym, man. That gym up here is so good. It has good. everything you need. Absolutely, it, it has. It's not pretty, but it has a great squat rack. It has three good benches. It has, you know, it, we should have more dumbbells because. You got to build your own sometimes. Yeah, but there's also I do the tricep extensions, mm-hmm. and I can do the seventy five, like twenty five reps now. It's like I need something bigger, but the hundred is a little bit too big because I can't get my I can't get my form down with it properly. And if I can't do form properly, I'm not what is do it, it that so. we always say? It's a it's tried and true. Don't sacrifice form for weight for weight. That's so hard not. We to always say that, especially when there's like people around and you want to. Like, well, like we used to go there and throw fucking 400 pounds in the bar. Well, yeah, I like, always thought I was uh, not above it, but like, I, I don't care what people think. But that one time we were in there and there was it was the, one of the only times there it was full mm-hmm. and we started deadlifting. Yeah. And we get to bars fucking bending. We get to four or five. <laughs> I've never done that much before. Mm-hmm. And I do a set of five. Yeah. And then we're like, hey, let's uh, let's go to the squat rack. And then we do 10 sets of fucking squats all, right. all the way up to 405. That was awesome. And then all the way back down. Yeah, our, our squat. I could barely walk. Our squat week. routines were fucking insane. It was insane. That's the day that I popped my uh, versus and, did, and you didn't tell me. No. That had to be so painful. It, I didn't notice it until the next day because mm-hmm. of the adrenaline. There was one of those days we had 405 on there and I pulled it for 10. I did not. I only did did it five times and it was and my my deadlift technique i've watched other people is terrible like if i if i could learn how to do them better i could five i could pull 500 pounds for it what do you think you're doing wrong you i'm just enough? using too much too you use too much of my back i'm not you know i think I, that's what i did too i was i i did what they what is actually a stiff-legged dead, deadlift and those are effective but they you you don't have to go really heavy on them like yeah. it's not because you're just working the hamstring you're not trying to I mean, you could go heavy on it, but my God, you're asking for an injury, you know. Um, I My arm workouts have gone way down the weight and just – because one of the – I watch these bodybuilder guys. I know they're all on all the steroids, but the the techniques are still sound. There's Roly Winkler whose arms are literally as big as my legs, and I've never seen him use anything terribly heavy. Like it just shows him with a small weight, and he's just using it, and he's in complete agony. So that's what I did. I just – did everything really slow and focused on it and man it hurts so fucking bad like it's really i was having a hard time getting through the workouts i was like this is fucking insane um i feel what you feel good once it's done and you know i can see and those uh feeder workouts really worked like i can tell that's why my arms have gotten as big as they've gotten lately because i'm just i really focused on those for about a month 
So, what exactly are the feeder workouts? Like? Um, Rich, be honest, I do them before bed. You do a uh, hundred skull crushers followed by uh, <laughs> sixty hammer curls. But I was doing regular curls like when I supinate them, and then you go a hundred, sixty, a hundred, sixty, a hundred, sixty. Three sets, no stopping. What weight were you using for that? Oh, I was using fifteen pound dumbbells. I mean, because anything heavier would have been an exercise in futility. You're not, yeah. you're not going to get any of your fucking reps in. So, and by the end, I mean you just you go to bed and it's and I would dread it sometimes coming home. I'm like God, I got to do that shit tonight. I don't feel like doing it. I was like, nope, this is the deal we made. We're fucking doing it. So I would do it, and I always felt better afterwards. Yeah, that's what I. That's my thing. I uh, the hardest part is getting started mm-hmm. with everything. I during the uh, my journey, my weight loss journey. I uh, I would. Uh, I don't want to do it today. And then, yeah. then I'd just be scrolling through social media and I'd see like a post from the on the DDPY group and yeah. like some guy that's 700 pounds and now he's 350. And I'm like, if that guy can do it. <laughs> that's the thing. I always would look for um, some girl that's killing it. You know what I mean? For some reason, the, 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 the girls who... Their stories are more inspiring to me for some reason. Like, yeah, because they're not supposed to do it. They well, no, that's not necessarily true. I mean, I know what you mean. With yeah, I'm not meaning in a sex way. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You don't mean that at all. I'm just saying that they they do have more challenges when it comes to that. Like, they're not producing as much testosterone. Their bodies aren't designed to do, you know, as much as we can do sometimes. But man, you got some of these, and there's a few of them. Like one of my favorites. She's definitely on steroids, but I don't care. Uh, Natasha Augie. She's She's gorgeous, and she's you know she's big, she's strong, uh, she's still very feminine. Um, she's definitely on some gear. I mean, there, there's no way she's not. But again, I don't. And she's doing it for a career, so that I understand. I'm like, you know, she's she's a she's in Canada. She's like this celebrity, you know, and she's got all these followers on Instagram and stuff. She's awesome. Um, I actually, show a picture of her. Her before and afters are. Are uh, really inspiring too. Hmm. What's her name again? Natasha Augie. Augie Doggie. <laughs> Augie Doggie and Doggie Daddy. I love the name Natasha. Well, here's her now. If it'll load up, there's a good one. Son of a bitch! Yeah, holy mackerel! What kind of right? squats is this lady doing? Uh, I've seen her. I've seen her rep four hundred pounds. Augie, how do you spell that? A U A U G H E Y. Let's take a look at this bitch. I mean, young lady. That's just she's she's a model. She's just a model. She's jacked. Yeah, she's still extremely. But fuckable. that's what I'm saying. She's really feminine, but she's just really muscular. You know, she's got an ass that just won't quit. I mean, it's you could bounce a quarter off of it. It's you could crazy. bounce a fucking brick off of it. Jesus. <laughs> Look at that son of a bitch. She's great. I really like her. Um, Jasmine Gillespie is another one. She's man, her ass is absolutely gigantic. But um, you know, and I and I and I support them. I'm like, you know, you guys are doing great. Keep doing it. Check you know? that one out. It's crazy. That's crazy. I'd sniff it, bud. I'm sure she doesn't have any guys lacking. She probably has stalkers. She's that kind of woman. Yeah, I think it's kind of <laughs> once you decide to to uh, become like a, a fitness influencer and you show your whole thing, and then you're gonna have. I think they're called reply guys. You get in your comments, yeah, and uh, talk about how great you are. That's one of the things I was gonna do on Instagram is just go in there and see how many stalkers I could accrue. <laughs> hey, that'd be a fun thing to do. <laughs> Not really. I don't care. Um, no, but. Uh, 
it, this is my thing now. This is, you know, I'm really starting to see a lot of, a lot of really positive in it. And, you know, finally gotten to where I am and I'm, and I'm at peace finally. I'm like, well, this is the path I'm going to take. And, um, I thought about arm wrestling, but I don't know if my, uh, I don't know if my tendons will hold up because it's really hard on your tendons. Yeah. So, it's mean, not a natural. No. Like this and, one back here. Yeah. When, whenever, if you get beat, like you can separate your shoulder. Absolutely. I don't like And it. you got those guys like Devin Larratt who's been doing it his entire life who, um, you know, you got schoolboy who's, he, he's literally like 18 years old and he buries giant bodybuilders, <laughs> buries them. I mean, it's some of the best videos ever because some of these guys are so, I admire what they've done, but they sometimes are really douchebags about it. And they're just like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm this, all this guy. And they, and they purposely set him up to foot, to fuck, to fail. They purposely show him like, you want to arm wrestle this kid? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And they don't understand there's cameras around them. <laughs> they should sit, see this. There's a ringer in here somewhere. I don't know. What's yeah. going on. And then they got great big arm and he's not a small kid or anything, but he's just looks like it. And he's just like cranks him. Boom. And they're just like, they can't believe it. Like a couple of them get really mad and they like walk around the table. <laughs> but the cooler guy's like, hey, that's fucking awesome. I can't believe this kid beat me. You know, and that's where you really separate the guys whose egos are fragile as opposed to the guys who aren't. You know, the ones who get mad, your ego is really fragile. The ones who, who laugh and say, I can't believe this are guys who are completely secure with themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You want to do favorite things now? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Raindrops on roses. And whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream colored purple. Favorite things, episode 276. What do you got? Well, the first thing is I beat uh, Last of Us 2. How was that? Bro. Maybe, was- maybe don't spoil the ending, but. Uh, Tell me how amazing it is Because I am going to play this at some point I, I didn't know you cared about such things I don't know, dude Do you want to know or not? Yeah, go ahead Okay Fuck it <laughs> I mean, I'll, it's, I'll, the, it's a journey, not a destination Okay, here's the thing um, At one point, you're playing as Abby And you have to actually fight Ellie Son of a bitch In the bottom of a cinema Cinema? She's tough Like a, a movie theater But it's a cinema It's like, you know, It's got like a the marquee and all that shit on okay. it Okay um, it's an abandoned one in Seattle, of course. And you win and beat the dog shit. Could have could have beat her to death. Like, she's really bleeding all over the place. And then Dina comes in and tries to save her. And you've got a... And she's got... Abby's got a knife to her throat. And she's like, she's pregnant, you know, and, and lets her go. And then Abby looks at her and says, don't you ever... Don't let me ever see you again. You'd think it was over. Because then it, later it shows that... Um, this is after Abby has shot Tommy in the face. Tommy? You remember Tommy. Joel's brother. Okay, yeah. I love Tommy. He's a great character. But by the end of this, you, I really didn't care for Tommy anymore. And not because he turned into a bad guy. It's just, okay, what happens is Dina and Ellie get a farm. And it doesn't really say where, but it's beautiful. You know, there's they got sheep. It's, you know, wheat, all kinds of stuff. They have a baby. Dina had her baby. They got Jesse, the guy who got her pregnant, got Abby shot in the face and killed him. Son of a bitch. I mean, this, is, this game is... A lot just, of people getting shot in the face. Dude, it's crazy. Um, the, then Tommy... Ellie has come back from hunting, and Tommy's horse is there, and he's missing an eye. He can barely walk. Um, How hard did they look to find the eye? <laughs> well, it was probably pop because he got shot in the face. Mm, um, no coming back from that. No. Um, he had been listening to um, Joe Rogan podcast. 
I don't know if they would have had those because civilization ended in 2013. Yeah. Um, but he had tracked down, he thought, a good lead where Abby was. And Ellie's like doesn't want to do it at first, you know, even though she's having like flashbacks of Joel getting killed and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's really hardcore stuff. And Tommy gets mad at her and said, it's easy for you. He says like, you, you made a promise to me that you were going to track her down. I actually got mad at Tommy at the character. I was just like, you're being a fucking asshole. She's gone through hell. You know, you've both lost people that you love a bunch of them. Why don't you just let this one fucking go? It's been buckets of blood on both sides. It's just settled, you know. But that was his brother. I understand, you know. And he got killed right in front of him. I understand all these things. But he got mad. So Ellie, Dina, tell her and Ellie have a basically an argument. And Ellie's packing her stuff to go away. She's like, I have to finish it. You know, it's been. I, I have to. That I can't let this go, or I'm never going to be able to live a life. So Dina looks at her and says, "I don't. I'm not. I can't do this." You know, not knowing where you are, not not knowing if you're dead, all these things. I don't know if I'm staying for this. And Ellie kind of kisses her and tells her she loves her and walks away. And then you go, and Abby and senses, and by this time it's been captured by these slavers outside of Santa Barbara. And dude, I mean, the end of the game, Ellie has tracked her to this place, and. You fight your way through the place, kill everybody fucking in sight. It's awesome, you know, because um, all these people really deserve to die. And you finally find Abby, and they said, "Well, she's on. At, she's at the pillars." And they because she frees these people who were slaves and said, "I don't know if she's alive. She's probably not. You could go in there and see where where she is. It's down by the water." Abby's hanging like this on a fucking pillar driven into the ground, and she's lost fifty pounds. If not more She was the jacked one Yeah And she's not jacked anymore She's not small But she's only a little bit bigger than And Ellie has gotten kind of jacked since then too But in a small Wiry woman jack kind of way You know um, So Abby's hair has been cut Face is all beaten up And you're It's a cinematic So Ellie pulls out her knife And opens it And Abby like looks at her She goes behind and cuts her loose And Then this girl This little It's a girl but he wanted to be she wanted to be a boy. So that's where people have the problem with the trans thing. It's just somebody who has a gender gender identity issue in the end of the world. Who gives a fuck? You know, so Abby's like her family now, so she puts him or him in the boat and they're getting ready to go away and, and Ellie's like, You're not going, we're set on this. And Abby's like, I'm not gonna fight you. And she's like, you're not. And that's one of the worst things. That's where people have a lot of problem with. Ellie goes and puts a knife to that little kid's throat. Not a little kid. She's probably 15, maybe. She says, if you don't, I'm going to kill her. I don't think she would have gone through with it. I really don't think she would have gone through with it. But then they get into this fucking fist fight in the water. And it's as, as brutal as you please. I mean, it is bad. Uh, Abby bites off two of Ellie's fingers. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. And then Ellie, though, has her down in the water and she's fucking, you know, it's, she's got her down. It's over. She's going to drown her. And then this thing flashes her head where Joel was sitting on the porch playing his guitar and then she just lets her go. And she's sitting in the, in the water crying. And then Abby and the, and the girl go. They're trying to find the fireflies because the fireflies are in Santa Barbara. Um, what's left of them? You know, there's, I think there's a couple hundred of them left. 
Um, so then Abby, now Allie goes back to the house, back to the farmhouse. It's empty. Dean is gone. All her stuff is packed up in one room and put against this place. And Joel's guitar is in there. So she, she takes Joel's guitar out. And then she has a flashback where her and Joel had a conversation about what had happened in the first game. And she's like, I can't forgive you for that, but I want to try, you know. And Joel looks at her and says, I don't, he's like, I wouldn't have done anything differently. No matter what, all, all the stuff we've gone through, I, I wouldn't have done anything differently. And basically the unspoken thing is I love you. And then it just shows Ellie and she takes the guitar and she leans against the window. And she walks out of the house and walks, she's walking through the field, cut to black, game over. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's It was fucking hard. It's definitely set up for a third because the point of the game was a revenge is pointless. You know, the whole thing with Gandhi an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, you know? So that's, that, that was a great quote that would have applied to this game. The other thing is, is that Ellie, yes, it was revenge for Joel, but it was also gave her purpose. Ellie's life felt like it had no purpose. She felt like her purpose was taken from her when Joel rescued her. You know, she was willing to die. And Marlene called that. She said, like when her and Joel were talking and she's just like, she won't feel anything. It's what she would want. And Joel can't look her in the eye. And she's like, and you know that, you know. And then he shoots her. He shoots Marlene. And then he puts her in the car and she's bleeding. And this is Joel at his most brutal. And she's like, you can still, you know, let me go and all this stuff. He's like, no, you just come after her. Bang, fucking blows her head off. Then he puts Ellie in the car and drives back to Jackson, you know. It is... One of the most difficult things I've ever had to be a part of. And how many times are you going to play through it again? <laughs> Endless. I don't know, man. Uh, is that rough? It, it's pretty bad. Um, because this one ends with no hope. Mm. The second one ended with hope. Like, you knew. Uh, the first one ended with hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one ended with hope because you knew in the back of your head that Ellie knew that something wasn't, wasn't on the up and up. But. I would have been okay for that to be self-contained and just to maybe remake that game sometime with great, better graphics and stuff, maybe some more material. This one, I love it, man. It's that the first game just feels like a prologue to this now. The first game just doesn't stack up to how great this game is. It is worth every fucking, it is worth every fucking second that I had to wait for it. It's worth every, and the thing about it is, is people are losing their fucking minds. The actresses and Neil Druckmann are getting death threats because of this shit. Because people can't accept a muscular woman and gay characters and all this stuff, and they think it's that SJW agenda. It's fucking not, man. It's just some, wanting to tell a story. And even if it is, good. People need to be represented more in games like this. You can't have giant muscles and guns all the fucking time. You just can't. You know, so I don't know, man. It's it's going to be with me for a while. Like, I think about that game and the ending all the time, and you know, Ellie's trying to play the the guitar and she can't because these fingers are gone. Mm. So that's when she puts the guitar down. And, I, and at first, I thought my take what it was it was on it was is that she didn't forgive Joel, like she's saying goodbye to him without forgiveness. You know, but Neil Druckmann, I think, and other people's interpretations, actually, I want to believe more is that she just she forgave him, but it's too late, and she she can't have something. Of his around because she has to feel that You know she feels guilty For being so mad at him and She understands I think now why he did it because she's lost Her family 
you know, Dina and the baby are gone and she's not going to be able to find them. Dina will make sure she's not able to find her, you know? Hmm. Um, I don't know, man. It, it was one of my favorite things ever that I've ever, you know, it's, it's part of a official Chuck Cannon now. <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm officially going to, you know, I'm going to buy t-shirts. I'm going to, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, cause I, cause I love that much. You know, they're making a series out of it, right? I don't know how I feel about that. Because I don't HBO's know, doing it. So. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine, but I can't think of anybody better than Troy Baker to play Joel, or anybody better than Ashley Johnson to play Ellie. You know, they're just that's who they are to me. That's their voice. That's you know, uh, Troy Baker. I mean, I've seen interviews with him. I love the guy. He's fucking awesome. He doesn't look anything like Joel. No, <laughs> and Ashley doesn't look anything like Ellie. I mean, in the face she does a little bit, you know. But I, I wish I'd have gone into voiceover. It's really something to get into. Yeah, these <laughs> you, fucking voiceover you can do actors fairly do. well. Like um, you can be anonymous, yeah, and you can fucking make bank. A lot, especially like the ones that do commercials and stuff. Mm. Um, they just they have like a studio set up in their closet. And not really a studio. It's, it's just like this, except for they put it in their closet because it's muffled because all the right. clothes are around them. And like for a voiceover for the Fourth of July mattress sale here, like yeah. You record that, do five or six takes, send it in, they'll cut it together, and you're done. You get paid $10,000 right. just for doing it, and then so much every time it gets played all around the world. Fucking voiceover is the way to the fuck. <laughs> um, another favorite thing is, uh, well, there's been a couple. Uh, I started reading. I've decided to go. I need a little comfort for some reason. There's something... Well, because you just played one of the most brutal video games in the world. That might history. be that might be a part of it. So I decided I'm going to go back down the Stephen King uh, rabbit hole, but this time I'm not going to read the Dark Tower again. I've read it, I've read it back to front so many times. I don't really want to read it again. So I'm just going to read everything else. And I can't read the Talisman either because that's a dark Dark Tower book too. So I started with the Tommy Knockers. That's a deep cut. Tommy Knockers is a book. I don't know if you even heard of that one. I know that it was a, like a TV miniseries. It was garbage. Or it was garbage as fuck. Um, garbage AF. <laughs> it was so. It was so bad. Tracy Lords was in it. That's how hell bad, yeah, that's dude. How bad it was. Don't you dare sully the good goddamn was, name of Tracy Lords. She sullied her own name. Um, oh, she's great. What a good she, kid she doing never, porn. Way she was never really that hot. I think she's pretty hot. I dude. mean, she's pretty and everything, but I never. I. It's. I don't know. Um, she's no Dominican poison. Is all I'm saying. Uh, you have a very specific type that you like, Chuck. Fair enough. Um, well, that's not a, that's not true all the time. I know. I mean, I, I've like uh, Pink. Pink is way outside my wheelhouse, and I think she's fucking smoking. What about Halsey? You know Halsey? She's sort of like Pink, except for I think she's got bigger knockers. Let me look up. Well, Halsey I'm down already. <laughs> but um. Uh, but the DC. DCEU HBO is taking that over And they're going to build that From ground up Fuck and yeah It's going to be fucking great They're going to do The Flashpoint Paradox They're going to do You know All this shit is happening I think everybody's on board Michael Keaton I think has officially said He's coming back And playing Batman One more time He's um, going to be In the Flashpoint Yeah And that, uh, Affleck's going to be In something Like 10 Episodes Or something He signed on for something With yeah. HBO Max As Batman Right um, fucking Ron Reynolds came back to play the Green Lantern for the fucking Snyder Cut, and they didn't. Nobody knew about it. No, I mean that's what I love is that all these people are down for it, and I think that this might be DC's way. They've lost. They've lost the ma the first major battle. 
but they can still steal a march on and be like, all right, we're going to go in this streaming thing and we're really going to fucking hit it hard, you know, and this, this is going to how we how we do it. We don't we don't have to go through the theater if we don't want to. I think that's a great idea. I think that they can sign major stars, do some major, and there'd be TV shows, but they won't. You know, there'll be movies, but it'll just be on well, I mean, streaming. HBO service. TV shows are better than movies. Absolutely, fucking Game of Thrones, if hadn't fallen apart at the end, would have been fucking. You know, but still, we applied so much um, disappointment to the last season or two of Game bad. of Thrones Mm-mm. compared to other shows. It was still amazing. Absolutely. I, I just didn't agree with the story towards with Daenerys. I thought they were a little bit heavy handed. But other than that, the 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 long night episode is one of the fucking greatest things I've ever seen. But um that's awesome. Um There was something Marvel was doing too, and I can't rem- quite remember. It was something I was fairly excited about, I thought. But apparently I'm not because I can't remember it. What are we doing with the uh Black Widow movie that's supposed to have already been. Fuck, I don't know, man. I'm I'm waiting for that. Like, come on, we've it's 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 shot. We all want to see it. You know, I think they're waiting for. I think they're got a vain hope that social distancing will be eliminated. They can no, just release it like just, you would have anything else. Just put it out on yeah. the thing, and we'll watch it here. Yeah, and, or I don't know. I do. I do really like watching those big movies in that in the theaters. At I do the too, Southridge. But what are you going to do? I mean, we can't. <laughs> if I have to watch it here, I'll watch it here. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, and I want to see it. It's I, like Tenet. Yeah. That movie looks like it's going to be amazing. Mm. And I really want to see it in those new theaters at Southridge with the fucking crazy sound and yeah. the awesome fucking uh, chairs Seats and everything. where I fall asleep half but the fucking time. if we have to watch it here, I guess we'll do that too. Yeah. I think that's my least favorite thing about... Uh, about this pandemic is I like to go to the movies a couple times a month, you know, yeah, me too, man. It's, I love the movies. Um, and, uh, final thing is just the, uh, the gym thing. I'm finally starting to see, uh, once everything's more settled down and everything, I'll be able to, uh, get my diet more in line. Although I think I'm going to change my diet up too, because one of the reasons I wasn't growing and progressing and even losing fat, ironically, is I wasn't eating enough. Your body needs raw material to create muscle. So I ate, started eating everything in sight because I was just like, I, you know, I can't, I don't have time to go make shit every day and all this stuff. So I started eating a bunch of calories and I just like it, like was in a, in the space of two weeks, I just put on a bunch of size and strength. I was like, this is, you know, I've should have been doing this a long time. I wasn't consuming enough calories. I wasn't taking enough carbs. You know, you have to do those things if you want to grow. So what kind of carbs are you taking in? Twinkies They're not No Nothing like that uh, More like biscuits You know Just meat and potatoes Type shit You know um, Pizza Fuck yeah pizza Pizza's not bad um, A whole pizza At one time Yeah that's bad <laughs> But um, You know With with protein drinks And stuff like that um, Just you know I feel I feel really good And um, I think I think that's it I think it's all I got this week Right on I uh, I watched Hamilton last night on Disney Plus. Is it good? Fuck yeah, dude! I heard it's really. I good. never thought I was gonna like this. Yeah, I never. I I, I don't know how historically accurate it is as far as like the facts. The actual history behind it is not historically accurate. Yeah, like uh, what we what, <laughs> what, what what we're taught is what not was written. What accurate. we know, yeah. like apparently Alexander Hamilton is like. One of the most important people ever As far as US history goes Yeah he was brilliant man He's a brilliant guy And also it shows us flaws It shows that he 
fucked around on his wife. Oh yeah. Um, How, I think Hamilton was a was a big. Uh, what do you call a woman hater? Misogynist. Misogynist. He he believed women should not be trusted. He kind of didn't stuff. show that. Like he, he in his writings, I, I I've heard that that he he considered them all duplicitous and all kinds of stuff. So you well, know. the the uh, Schuyler sisters, his wife and their her two sisters, they were all in love with him. Mm-hmm. He always got to be hard not to be in love with. He at least at least banged two of them. Yeah. He married one of them mm-hmm. and banged the other two. I think. Yeah. But um, the music, dude, it is insane. Lin- Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote all of this. And I it's, know. And it's it's uh, hip-hop. It's, yeah. it's uh, fucking traditional, like, uh, overly earnest Broadway singing. Yeah. It's all of it. But it's all really fucking good. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, how with, like, most musicals, they'll be, like, they'll be talking, and then they'll just spontaneously break out in a song. No, it's all song. The huh. entire thing is them rapping, singing, whatever. There's very little talk in it. And like it's also as as American as you can possibly get. It's people from all races, creeds, colors, and I'm assuming sexual orientations playing a bunch of old dead white people. Right. And glorifying them in a lot of ways, but not you know, showing the showing all the flaws, but all these people that they're playing all their statues are going to get ripped down. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen with the founding fathers necessarily. Um, no, they're doing it with George, with George Washington. Yeah, where he owns slaves, anywhere that they can get a, anywhere no, where all these protests. He also are he also massacred Native American women and children. Sure, shit did. And there's actually a in the people's history of the United States. There's a case of him, his him, his men were starving. So they couldn't shoot a deer to render their fat for the cornbread. So you know what they did? They took all the corpses they found of Native Americans and boiled them and rendered their fat and made their cornbread. And that story made it back to Native Americans. So they were terrified of him. Like, he's a cannibal. He does all these shit. You know, but the, yeah, the founding fathers were motherfuckers. I mean, they, you know, they had good things about them and they built our country. I'm so on the fence about this country thing. You know, we my family has always been fairly patriotic you know um we've never been big flag waivers or anything but we believed you know i don't know about that anymore i mean well here's the thing you can't really do anything about it now yeah i know i know but um that's what i'm uh, i think about like nobody in their right mind has a problem with black Latino, whatever it is, characters playing all these old white people. Sure, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have a problem with no. it. No, it's. I mean, the thing. I, I it was. It's two and a half hours long. I watched the entire thing last night, and was fucking enthralled through all of it. Even if I, I don't know the fucking history, I don't know if it's correct, accurate. I mean, it's probably as accurate as they probably as as accurate as they could get. Yeah, but artistic license and all that. Yeah, of course they weren't rapping. <laughs> <laughs> like the Independence they, Day, they had about backwards hats. Yeah, <laughs> like they said yo a lot. And <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of cursing in it, which uh, I thought was cool really? for for Disney to put on there. They dropped the f bomb. A couple. Mm, it's insinuated at least. Gotcha. But I mean, it's, it's hard for me to describe because I don't like this type of thing. Yeah, I'm not a big but I was theater guy myself. Really, it was fucking intense. It was enjoyable. There's not a lot of bullshit like. Uh, it's funny. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of humor in it. There's a black guy that plays uh, 
Marquis de Lafayette, and then he comes back later, and he's Thomas Jefferson. They do a rap battle. Him and uh, Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton do a rap battle against each other, and and, and George Washington's the uh, MC. <laughs> <laughs> the black guy, big hulking black guy with a great singing voice, plays George Washington. Um, Washington was a big guy. Hercules, something or other, uh, one of Hamilton's right hand men. That guy was awesome. He had a cool rapping voice. Like Hercules Standard, maybe. Uh, let me look up. Think about the fucking how everybody would think of you nowadays if you named your kid Hercules. You know. Like, if I had a boy and I named him Hercules, be like, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> Aaron Burr. The only thing, the only way I ever heard about Aaron Burr is the dual. The commercial. Yeah. This is the guy that plays George Washington. Remember that commercial where the guy's calling into the radio station? Yeah. And he's like, Aaron Burr. Yeah, he's got the, the mouthful yeah, of peanut butter. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really all I, all I know. Her, Hercules Mulligan. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, like there's. The the king King George he's played by a, a foppish white guy and he's, it's it's very funny when he comes out but like the melodies and everything I don't know dude I like I think I might like musicals I like I'm, this musical I enjoyed the shit out of it well I, I'm you know I'm it's no secret I I like the sound of music I always did I thought it was good I just like Chicago and all that stuff I never got into that oh we haven't talked about. Ghislaine Ghislaine Maxwell Reportedly ready to name names Bye bye Donald Trump You're fucking finished Fucking bye bye everybody (laughs) I know right But I'm saying That motherfucker's gonna get named And if if she's And if they have an inkling That she is She's dead Oh yeah She's as dead They've already started The Ghislaine Maxwell Didn't kill herself Right That's going to happen Um, Sorry but yeah uh, Musicals There's quite a few Good musicals I mean there's um, Like I said The Sound of Music uh, I know I've liked at least one more a lot. Uh, Singing in the rain, yeah. Holy fuck! If you can watch that and not be in a good mood, I challenge you. I mean, it's it's, but this one's different because it's music through the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing there's an orchestra pit in front of the uh, in front of the stage where the they played the music live, which makes it even cooler, right? And I was wondering, like, I was looking at them, I was like, some of these guys, I don't see a mic on them. Are they lip syncing? But, like, people with long hair, they clip the mic to their oh, hair. Oh, awesome. That's, good, that's really cool. So you couldn't see it. But, like, yeah. the black people with bald, they just put a little Garth mic on them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, dude, um, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised because I've been hearing about this forever. Like, oh, musicals are gay. This is gay. Well, and then you have the fucking, the same, all right. I don't know if we're going to have Umbridge Taker anymore because I don't know that's a thing anymore with me. But I will say this. The same people who dislike Hamilton are the same people who, like, they, they had the, the, he had his moronic speech at Mount Rushmore. They were Native American protesters. They're the same, they're the same people who taunt and shit on Native American protesters as opposed to just being like they have a right, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they're superior, they believe they're superior, and they enjoy being superior and taunting. They're, 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 there's an entire culture in America of bad winners, you know, that's like in the football. Yeah, basically. Yes. I mean, it's like they're like the kids at the end of the bad news bears who taunt the bad news bears. Americans love that. That's why they love Donald Trump, because they like being bad winners. So go ahead. Um, the uh, the story of his wife was actually really good because she found out that he cheated. And then he got his like his son heard somebody talking shit about his dad. And then he challenged him to a duel. Back in the day, you could just 
kill people if you challenge him to a duel. Yeah, but do you know that hardly any duels ended in death? Yeah. It was his first, it was first blood, usually. He taught his son to, whenever the count's over, just to put your pistol in the air and shoot in the air, mm-hmm. which is how his son died because the guy... The other guy shot him. He said, if he has any honor, he won't shoot you. Right. These people don't have honor. No. And the same thing happened to him. He put his pistol in the air and Aaron Burr shot him. Yeah. But uh, God, that's a that's an extreme political fight right there. They had they had wildly different ideas to be able to kill each other. <laughs> well, the thing about Aaron Burr, um, at least according to this musical, I haven't read anything. I don't even know that they even mentioned him in history class in high school. Him and they do. Him and uh, Hamilton was his his deal was just to play both sides. See, uh, never really never say what you really think. That uh, was Aaron Burr's yeah. philosophy. Yeah, God, I, play both can't sides. You fucking, Hedge your bets. Oh God, can't, I can't stand people like that who won't stand a, for anything. Hamilton was like, "No, I'm going to always say what I think." Yeah, and that makes a lot of enemies, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> you fucking telling me. That's why I've I've sort of started just being a troll. I don't really ever say what I think hardly anymore. Well, and it's more fun just to be a troll. Well, and people people will. Like I get taunted about my political beliefs at work and stuff, you know, but never in any direct way because nobody wants to debate me. So, um, I, I don't know. Standing up for standing up for what you believe is is not easy. It's it can be extremely difficult. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really good. The uh, music and everything, it was pretty fucking awesome. It's, it's like I can see myself actually watching it again. Mm-hmm. Which, I, again, never thought I'd like a musical, but this I've heard about it for years. Like, this is okay. I'll, I'll check this out. Yeah, and, and it got Annie loves it. Like she talks about it all the time. You know, my brother in law, uh, my sister's husband, and uh, their youngest daughter, Lindsay, they've seen it in New York City like three times. Awesome. Yeah, they went all the way to New York City. Well, he has work stuff that uh, he goes there for. Gotcha. They hate New York City, <laughs> but they they do like Hamilton, I guess. I, I don't. I couldn't see myself liking New York City to live there or anything like that. But I, visiting, I think, would be. Neat. I'd like to go for a week and just go to the comedy clubs at night <laughs> and, and listen to like all the awesome comedians work on their new set. Well, I, I guess I've gotten old because I would like to go and just go to all the tourist places. <laughs> this, the Empire State Building, this Statue of Liberty, the nine eleven memorial, all that shit. You know, I'd probably see that. Shit I, too. I'm. I, I just. I. I don't know. They're, people, they're tourist desti- destinations for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're awesome things to see. So, um, Another favorite thing is uh, my good friend, Ghislaine Maxwell. Is it Ghislaine or Gislaine? I think it's Gislaine. Anyway, she was uh, arrested. <laughs> and it's now, fucking time, Jesus. Yeah. She's, uh, the hammer's about to drop, I think. <laughs> Bill Clinton, Trump, they're all fucking going down. I mean... Think about all the people that have uh, have some sort of ties to these. To yeah, because that CNN. that group of people that 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 class of people are all like I, I don't know. Their perversion is it. Kind it kind of comes with the territory. You know what I mean? Like this Prince Andrew. Oh God, bro! What a piece of shit. Like uh, he's he did an interview about this yeah, a while back and he, shouldn't have <laughs> absolutely not. Like they've uh, removed him from the royal family. Essentially, um, he talked about 
um, how he can't sweat, so he, it couldn't have been him in the picture or whatever. Like, or some, I don't know. Except ridiculous. He has some sort of weird thing where he can't sweat. But there's pictures of him with one of the, one of the girls that was in the Epstein documentary, mm-hmm. and she was 15. Yep. And uh, I think my favorite joke, I've made this joke before. I made it last year whenever Epstein, quote, unquote, killed himself. I said, I said hug your billionaire pedal- pedophile friends a little tighter tonight. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I posted a picture of uh, it's Ghislaine. With her head superimposed on, uh, um, who's the the cops kid in The Simpsons? Uh, Ralph Wiggum. Yeah, he's on the bus. I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah. it has, it's her head on his his body. I'm in danger. And I said, hug your your billionaire human trafficking friends a little tighter. <laughs> and also said there may be a picture of me of me with. Ghislaine and uh, Epstein floating around, but rest assured, I had no idea they were human trafficking for the Mossad and the CIA. They were just really big fans of my music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your mom's dog? Oh, uh, it's uh, it's Benjamin. Benjamin, what, what's Benjamin up to this week? Uh, I haven't been, I haven't seen him yet, but I'll figure something <laughs> out later. All the people that were on this plane, um, you got. Woody Allen, Will Smith, you got uh, Kevin Spacey, you got Tom Hanks, you got all of them were everybody has been has flown with Epstein to the island. Oh my God! Everybody, I want to find a list of people, like a uh, list of on the Lolita Express. Keep spelling Epstein wrong. It's E I N. Okay. From Bill Clinton to Naomi Campbell, here are some of the famous people who have flown on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane. Let's see here. Of course, Donald Trump. Um, Israeli Prime Minister Iyad Barak, Ted Kennedy, Alec Baldwin, Courtney Love. Bill Clinton, of course, 26 times. I don't know that you and I have ridden in a car together 26 times. <laughs> Probably not. It's fucking insane. Um, Chris Tucker. Kevin yeah, Spacey. I knew about that one. Well, that one, yeah. Uh, like, Chris Tucker had a little bit of fucking uh, pull back in the day, like in the early 2000s. Now now they're like... I w- you ever think that's why, why he dropped out of the public eye because he felt about, bad about the shit he did? Or maybe... Maybe everybody's just like, okay, we get it, Chris Tucker. You're fine. Let's yeah, go move on. Uh, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, he's a big uh, he's a big uh, Trump supporter. Well, he came out with an article yesterday talking about the Ghislaine Maxwell that I know. Like, dude, you need to shut the fuck up. He went on that documentary trying to. Dis- yeah, I know. I was just what like, what are you doing? You're a lawyer. It's like you are. This is not the '60s or the '70s where you can bullshit your way through this. Fucking uh, Larry Summers, he's a former Treasury Secretary and the president of Harvard. Supermodel Naomi Campbell. Ellen. Um, oh, God. Steven Pinker, who I've read lots of things from him, and he seems great. Alan Dershowitz. Do you think all these people were... I don't think all of them could possibly be... They just liked the island. They thought it was a pretty place. Maybe they didn't even go to the island. Maybe, yeah. like, um, Dershowitz, or not Dershowitz, Epstein was a big philanthropist... With uh, science, like he would donate money to science, uh, the like the research departments of all these big universities and stuff. Yeah. So you're you're going to see him at events, like raising money or whatever. See pictures of him at events with like 
um, the heads of these science divisions of these universities, and they might not know anything about this fucking guy. Right. You know? And I've read, uh, or I saw an interview with Brett Weinstein, and um, he's like a, a hedge, or is it Eric Weinstein? One of them. He's a hedge fund manager with, uh, I forget the guy's name. He's a big billionaire. And he says, uh, he talks about meeting Epstein, and Epstein didn't know anything about finance. He didn't know anything about stocks, bonds, whatever the fuck. He just, it just seemed like he was put into this position so he could, because he's a likable guy, he could, mm-hmm. he could get people to like him and trust him. And, and then Ghislaine Maxwell's the fixer. She's the Ray Donovan of this whole thing. She's the one that's recruiting women to, like, there was in the documentary. There was a, a young girl that didn't want to participate, but like they said, well, if you can get your friends, and they convince her to get her friends to yeah. come over and and jerk off people or fuck them or whatever, right? And then she'd get paid. So, like she, Ghislaine Maxwell is the one that would organize all that shit, and she's right. a billionaire socialite, like a fucking heiress or whatever. I don't know what the fuck she is. So there's there's a whole deep web, and the the it's sexual blackmail. You get these powerful people, and then you get them to fuck a kid, and you're like, "Hey, I know you fucked a kid now. Right now, we're going to do this. We're going to move money here. You're, right. you're going to get these policies or whatever it is going. Yeah, because we can't let people find out that you fuck kids, can we, Prince Andrew? <laughs> There's a picture came out. Yesterday. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. There's a picture came out yesterday of Kevin Spacey and Ghislaine Maxwell sitting on uh, in the throne in uh, Buckingham Palace. There's like two thrones side by side for the king and queen. And the queen herself hasn't sat there since 1953. And it's them two sitting there because they're friends with Prince Andrew. Jesus. So this is, it's disgust. Like, what is it about becoming a billionaire or becoming super famous the way you have to fuck kids? Well, because I don't know, man. I mean, I'm trying to nail down the, the psychology behind it. I think they do it because they can, if that makes sense. I guess. And you can't anymore. They're going to find out. Well, I'm just saying it's all going to come out now, but I think it's, it's like the, it's like, um, how people accidentally kill themselves when they're jerking off because they hang themselves a little bit. Like a lot of famous people, they're calling them suicides, but I really think it was jerking off. Um, and it's because you've already fucked everybody you can fuck. You've had all the weird sex you can have. Right. This is kind of the only thing left that'll get you going. Well, that's what I, I pity people who are just go down that path. And and I mean, you know, it, it's it's a real it's a it's a monkey on your back you can't get rid of. Um, I don't know, man. I just uh, the thing with sex is it's a it. Once he gets a hold of you, it's like a, a hole in, inside of your of your soul, you know, and you can't fill it. I mean, everybody's got their thing. I mean, I like what I like. People like what they like, but some people, it's just never enough. You know what I mean? It's like, and they just it, and they're usually addicts of of another time, kind as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like a lot of real powerful people, not even like. Um, not even like uh, celebrities, but like politicians that have actual power. Um, they're into bondage and humiliation and stuff. Yeah, because nobody ever tells them no. Right. Like that's one of the stories on billions. Um, 
um, Pig Vomit's character. What's his fucking name? Uh, Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I love him, dude. So, <laughs> I'm out of control. <laughs> his, uh, his character's uh, into bondage because he's a powerful guy and like nobody ever tells him no. He, like So him and his wife get into bondage. And like a lot of powerful people that we don't even know, like uh, the un- the uh, behind the scenes guys that are moving everything around, they're into getting the shit beat out of them. Um, uh, what's the one where you give the girl all your information on your bank and everything, and she can just yeah, I don't know what that's take, called. I forget what yeah. it's called, but like she'll like he'll she'll have all of his credit card numbers and shit, and she'll just send him a. A receipt where she just bought a ten thousand dollar watch or something. So and like I could and he, you dry right now. And, and, he, and he jerks off. Yeah, that. and he loves it. He just banks off to it. Well, I don't know, man. It, it makes me appreciate. Like, okay, a true examination of this is Roman emperors who were in the history of the world. You, you will hardly find another group of royalty who are more autocratic. They can do whatever the fuck they wanted with the money and the power. All that stuff. It makes me respect Marcus Aurelius that much more. I love that fucking guy. He's one of my, he's probably my favorite human being. the stoicism guy? Yes. He had access to all these things. Didn't do any of it. Ate regular food. You know what I mean? Did not have the orgies and all that shit. They actually, people tried to get him to do that stuff because they said, you seem like you're superior and people don't like you. And he was like, fuck them. That's not me. He's like, that's not how you live life. He's like, you start chasing that shit, you're always going to be chasing it. The life of virtue is the way to go because you are found no matter what. You're happy because you're happy inside. Things and other people don't make you happy. Virtue makes you happy. It's absolutely fucking correct. You had all those people. You had Caligula, Tiberius. I can go on and on. Caracalla, uh, Diocletian, all these fucking people. And sexual perversion was part of their fucking was part of their thing because they had no virtue. They had no peace inside. So they would chase it in other things. You're never going to catch it no matter what you do. You'll think you've caught it for a while because you'll get a new thing. I like being kicked in the ball during sex. Shit like that. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. And then then it's going to be like, I like being cut. I like, you know, you can keep going down that fucking path. You're never going to fucking find it. So Marcus Aurelius, I love the way he broke, he broke things down. Imperial part. He said uh, imperial purple robes were a big thing. So he said, when you really break it down... It's the hair of a sheep colored by the mucus of a snail. <laughs> what the? F- it's not a big fucking deal, man. It doesn't mean anything. That's what I- sounds like me. Dude, he's fucking. <laughs> you need to read his shit. How to think like a Roman emperor will change your fucking life. It really will. Um, you can do the self-improvement stuff. The obstacle is the way and all that stuff. But that's not the point of it. It's not self-improvement. It's self-peace, self-virtue and self-love. You know, it's, it's you know, like I said, he would go, he, w- he was never afraid. He was just, that's not true. Fear is a natural part of man, and he understands that. But to succumb to fear is, well, it's not shameful because it happens, but they say you shouldn't. You're not going to be happy if you do that. So, yeah, man, his whole life was just virtue. You know, and he had, like I said, he had any, anything on at his command, anything he ever wanted. He ate regular food. He wore regular people's clothes. He did all that stuff. Didn't like the games. Like they made him go to the games because the average hoi polloi, basically an average American was an average Roman, you know, un, uneducated fucking, you know what I mean? Just 
dopes and fucking um I'm not saying Americans are dopes. I'm just saying we that, got plenty of dopes. Well, yeah, we do, but so does every other culture. But I'm saying, you know, that's not a uniquely American thing. People are dopes. So um, <laughs> is that the title? People it are, might be people are dopes. Um, but he would go and do business. He would have his like his place set up, and he'd have like he'd be doing figures for the what the empire owed and all this stuff like just basically bookkeeping at the <laughs> fucking games while all these people and he actually wanted to have them out while he's like I don't like these these people being killed for other people's entertainment the I don't games, like the, the games are like lion fights and shit right? well in gladiators you okay, know this yeah. this is this this is the the period of the gladiator and yeah and the mass slaughter of animals and all this stuff he didn't like any of that shit. He liked the chariot race because he that was a little bit different. Like, you know, it was exciting and you know, people did get killed, but you know, it was that's not wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, it wasn't you know, the it point just of did the entire thing. So he would he and he liked that a little bit, but also they had chicken fights, they had, you know, dog fights, all this stuff. All those things. Um Zeno, uh, who was the founder of Stoicism, you know, taught these things and I, I'm trying to remember I think Epictetus was might have been Marcus Aurelius' teacher in this, and he told him avoid the chi- the chicken fights, avoid all that stuff. He's just like, what does that behoove you to watch these things? It's basically that that era's equivalent of TV. It's like, are you improving yourself? Are you doing anything with this? What are you What are you actually doing with this? You're watching two animals fight to the death for your amusement. Actually, examine that and tell you and tell yourself if that's really satisfying. You could have taken that time reading a book. You could have taken that time exercising. You could have taken that time meditating and doing something that's going to improve you as a person and, and, and is a virtuous path. Don't do that shit. And Marcus Rillies was a young man at one point. He liked he was athletic at one point, even though his health was broken when he got even a little bit older. Um, and he just he took all that shit to heart, man. I'm telling you that that's it's the way to go. I mean, I've fallen off of it recently and. But it's always there. Like that's that's one of the th- that's one thing about this, as opposed to all the other shit I got into, where I just fell off of it. It's always there in my head. Like it's always a factor. I kind of think I am that. I think you exhibit a lot of those <laughs> without even having to study it. Yeah. Like it's being thoroughly. You're not underwhelmed with life, but it is a cheerful, almost a cheerful fatalism. But at the same time. Appreciating things and being mindful. That's the biggest thing. Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Always in the moment. The future is the future. If it happens, prepare for it. If it doesn't happen that way, it's it, okay. The best metaphor I've ever heard is somebody shooting a bow. You aim it, you line it up. You've trained to be able to do this, all this stuff. Sometimes stray wind's going to come. You can't control that. Just do as well as you can and aim it. And if it happens, then it happens. You, you can't. You can't get upset about it. Why get upset about uh, an errant wind blowing your arrow out of the way or something like that? That's completely beyond your control. Control what you can and the things you can't. Don't worry about them. That is the essence of stoicism. So, actually, it's similar to the AA creed. Yeah. I mean, all those things where you accept what comes with equanimity and just shrug and smile. You know, I, I, I never used to do that. In my life And I don't And nobody's perfect These are not Perfect principles You know You're not going to Adhere to a principle Perfectly But you're also Going to If you're mindful of it Then you shouldn't Be that upset Like the other day I got upset I had locked my phone In the gym And I started getting mad 
and Annie was like, Dad, and Annie practices it too without even really knowing it. She's she's more of the stoic mindfulness mindset. She's like, Dad, it's not that big of a deal and all kinds of stuff. And I had to sit down and think about, it. you know, it's not. We'll figure it out. And if not, so what? At the gully gym? Yeah. And the you door just, and the door had closed and I'd forgotten the code. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny now and I can laugh about it. It wasn't very funny at the time. It's four two four three one two. No, actually it's not anymore. That's one of mine. Um uh, it's. I'm telling you, man. Uh, if you get a chance, do you have the Kindle app? Mm, it's probably on there. Get, well, here's what: to, download the Kindle app, and I'll send you my code and stuff, and that book's on there, and read it. Um, but yeah, the whole thing back to the original point: all these people doing all this perverted shit is because because they're able to do it, and because they don't like themselves. Inside. I think they're empty. There's there. Yeah, if if you're. And, and don't get me wrong, man. Everybody has their thing. I don't think that, you know, I'm not going to sit there and judge and say that bondage and all that stuff is wrong. I don't, it's two consenting adults doing whatever they want. Fine. Fun. Yeah, have fun. But the thing, at the same time, I think there is an element of it of dissatisfaction with oneself. So, yeah. And so you have to ruin other people's lives in order to, like, I would have never thought it could And it's not space. always sexual. It's not always sexual with that. Some people, like destroying other people because they're small. Mm-hmm. So I would have never thought Kevin Spacey would be into that. He definitely has an air about him that he's a superior jag off. Yeah. He's extremely talented. He's so good. He's a great fucking actor, dude. I watched uh, LA confidential the other day. My God, what a fucking actor. He is so good. Yeah. Fucking but, American but, beauty. He's oh God. It's so good. It's insane. How fucking good usual suspects yeah. for fuck's sake. I mean, how much better can, can that, than that can you get? You know, he, but that's another thing. I think somebody who has probably has the mindfulness mindset and feels good about themselves is somebody like Brad Pitt. He oozes it. He's just like, this is who I am. I know I'm a handsome guy and all that shit, but he understands how transient that is. That is not going to last. He, what, when the story came out about wine, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. He threatened to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Whenever I heard about that. And he told Harvey Weinstein, went to Harvey Weinstein's office and said, if you ever try anything with Gwyneth Paltrow again, I will come here and I will fucking kill you. Yeah. I knew Brad Pitt was a real motherfucker. Yeah, I know. I like he was that fucking dude. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. And I don't think there's going to be anything come out about Brad Pitt. No, I don't think there is. Or uh, Robert Downey Jr. We already know all his shit. Yeah, absolutely. He was a fucking drug addict. And he was he anybody who's in recovery understands these principles i understand them because i had to go through it you have to come to a point where you look at yourself and be like okay i'm not satisfied with myself but i can change that and even if i can't change it i got to be satisfied with it you know what i mean it's a it's a strange dichotomy of that thing i like who i am now like i'm really getting to like who i am and i think correct me if i'm wrong it's palpable like i'm much more satisfied and happy most of the time i was not happy man and I was really, you know, even after I, when I first got sober, for the first few years, man, I was not happy. I mean, you can hear it on the show when I was mad about everything. And, you know, we had the joke with the stroke pill and all that stuff. That was probably eventually, eventually going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I don't understand. I, I understand them, but I don't. One thing I've been thinking about lately is why we hold our entertainers to such a higher standard than we do politicians or even normal people. Well, I, yeah, um, but we don't. I mean, if you really think Donald Trump, well, I think one of the reasons Donald Trump gets off 
how he does, you know, without getting without uh, the consequence of his actions is that he is both a celebrity and a politician. Now. Yeah. So people people can shrug and just say, "Well, he's that guy," and 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 not have to answer. For the shit he does I mean you can look at a Trump supporter Dead in their face And say This motherfucker's a piece of shit And they'd be like Yeah I know But I still like him Yeah Yeah it's just I was thinking like uh, Like an Old footage gets unearthed Of Joey Diaz Talking about Something that happened 25 years ago Where he says he Would get chicks To give him blowjobs To get stage time Which is Probably So overblown Yeah Just to make people laugh And everybody's Everybody on the internet's jumping on him. And I think the reason why people hold entertainers, musicians, comedians, actors, all this shit to a higher standard is because everybody thinks they're entertaining. And like, I can do that. And this, this guy's an asshole. He's, he's, uh, he said, he told a racist joke in 1986. Yeah. I can do that with, I, I'm, I'm entertaining. I'm funny. I quote, um, the cable guy all the time. And the guys around the water cooler laugh. I can really hold court And this guy Gets to go out there And make millions of dollars What about me I think Yeah I, 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 I think that's yeah. I think that's why people Hold entertainers that's To such a, really a high standard Because they don't think It's a real job they Right They think that's anybody That's a really can do good it. point Yeah I think that's why Especially the guys Around the water cooler The guys You know With the lunch pail Who I'm one of those You know what I mean Yeah You have those people Who think That You know Well they're you know, I'm better than them, and I do this and this. Like, no, man, these people who are able to do this for a living. Yes, there's those people out there. I think you're one of them. I think Andy Frampton's one of them. All these people who can, if they ever got on, they'd really get on. And they would be, you know, they'd be famous and all that stuff. But those people are few and far between. They're, that is a spark that you get. I think I'm funny, but I'm not that kind of funny. Like, it's different. You know, it's delivery. It's also personality, all that stuff. I'm more philosophical. You know, mm-hmm. I can do that thing. That's nobody's going to stand pay to watch me do, <laughs> quote philosophy on fucking stage or or advance my own philosophies. Maybe you know somebody like Christopher Hitchens, who's both funny and can do that. That's another spark too. Christopher Hitchens couldn't have been a stand up comedian because he just didn't have the delivery. But he's also insanely funny because he can just destroy somebody who deserves to be destroyed. You know, again, those people, there's a spark there. They're able to do those things. So. Yeah, I, I, I really do think it's because everybody, like you see, if you go to a comedy show, you see people, somebody on stage, and they're just bombing. You're like, I can do that. Right. And you can you can go up there and bomb, sure. <laughs> yeah. But are you willing? To, are you willing to bomb for ten years to get good at it? Yeah, because that's what it usually takes. Right. You suck at it for ten years. I would, You know what? I'm I'm curious to see. I would like to see old tapes of Bill Burr bombing or Patton Oswalt bombing or something like that. Really? Because they just be like, eh, and they you know go do it. <laughs> that's they have enough satisfaction with themselves be like, okay, I got to do that a little bit better. But maybe it's the crowd. Maybe you know, there's all kinds of factors that yeah. go into it. Lewis Black came here to the Clay Center. He didn't bomb, but he didn't kill either because that wasn't his crowd. You know, he he's more political. He's more, in a lot of ways, cerebral, all that stuff. He's that kind of guy. Some people just went because it was a comedy show, and they're from West Virginia. And I'm not saying people from West Virginia. I'm one of them. You know, I'm not saying 
but our level, our taste and humor is not usually what Lewis Black would be. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean, it was probably a sold out show. It was. I'd say most of the people knew who he was, and, and they did. I mean, but there's probably a good thirty percent that were just like, "Hey, a comedy show, cool." Let's exactly. See what this is about. And and I'm not saying that uh, that they couldn't appreciate the jokes or anything like that. I'm just saying it's not their style of humor. You know, yeah. so. He didn't, again, he didn't bomb, but he, he wasn't tearing the joint down. And I kind of knew that was going to happen because I'm laughing my ass off and a, lot, a few people around me weren't laughing. And I'm sitting there going, you don't, that's a fucking perfect joke. You don't get, you know. Well, there's the thing. Um, again, people think they're funny, but they also, there's something weird about our crowds here. I've been to multiple comedy shows here in West Virginia now, and these are usually beginning to intermediate comedians that I've seen. Our audiences don't come to laugh. They come to judge. They come to. I don't. It's the same thing with music. Like okay, I, yeah, I can see that. They they come to you. You need to prove yourself to me. It's something weird, right? But like, we're unimpressed by celebrity. Yeah, we kind of as a group. Yeah, I mean. I actually kind of like that in a way. I do too, and I think that celebrities probably appreciate that as well, because they don't have people crawling all over them when they're here. You know what I mean? Um, Leslie Nielsen loved West Virginia, loved it. I mean, God, we should adopt him as our favorite son. We let's put up statues of Leslie Nielsen all over the place. <laughs> I, I want it to be the one where he's grabbing the woman's tits on fucking <laughs> on, on naked gun, like that woman had the gigantic tits. And he's grabbing them. Like, you know, the funny thing about. That he wasn't a comedic actor. No, he wasn't. Like he Dragnet was, just, he was, was a very serious straight laced show. He wasn't on Dragnet. It wasn't Dragnet. What was he on? He was on. <sighs> he was on a few things. He was in. Uh, he was in some westerns. He was in. Um, you're thinking of Police Squad. Yes. Which was yeah, but that's that's that was a comedy show. Okay. There's a, there's like the reason they chose him is because he delivered everything so dry. Absolutely. It was a very yeah. serious thing. Exactly. And he's like, and he's. Whenever they moved him to the Naked Gun and the Police Squad and all that, he still delivered it extremely right. dry. But it was so much funnier in that context. <laughs> Those movies are so fucking They're funny. Fucking <laughs> Same old story. Boy falls in love with girl, something, and then boy dies in terrible lawnmower accident or something like that. It's like what the fuck? The story is old as time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our audiences, especially for comedy, is like you. Uh, I'm I'm not in the mood to laugh. You have to get me there. Like whenever I go to a comedy show, and I've been to at least a co- one or two with you, mm-hmm. um, we're there to fucking hoot and holler, right? That's and we do. For. We laugh. Like even with the even with music. If you go, I played a lot of gigs like in restaurants, which I don't want to do anymore. Oh, where God. people are eating, yeah, and they don't want to hear me talk about sing about my fucking relationship issues and my dead father. That's just not what they're into. <laughs> Can't I have a sandwich song? <laughs> <laughs> but whenever I like when I played at the Grove there that time, that is what they wanted. They wanted me to. Yeah. They wanted a singer songwriter up there talking about a fucking problem. That was a good set. But uh, yeah, as far as our audiences, everybody thinks they're funny. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's why we hold our comedians and singers and songwriters and actors to to a way higher standard than we do. A regular dude You hear about a regular dude Down the street Sending messages To 15 year old girls And you're like Oh what a creep You hear about Chris D'Elia Do it A world famous Comedian And you're like Well what a piece of shit He's right. not even funny Right He's not even I don't know dude Pretty fucking funny if you I don't me. even know Much of his stuff So He's It's It's uh, It's pop comedy 
It's uh, like, he a Dane Cook. Yeah, it's yeah. except for there's. I think there's a little bit more underneath it, but um, like he grew up. Did dad, he know they were fifteen year old girls? One. Here's the thing. Once he found out, he would stop talking to them. Right. But he would put in like one time that the girl was seventeen, and she's like, "I'm I'm only seventeen. Oh, never mind." Then a year later, when she's eighteen, he gets back at her, which. There's no problem with That's that. That's legal. That's fine. Yeah. It's creepy, but I mean, what are you going to do? This guy doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He's, he grew up rich. Like, And here's the thing. We all want to fuck young girls, young women. I mean, it's it's a biological imperative. Sure. They look like they're uh, healthy and they can carry our seed. Well, I mean, it's uh, but there is a definite cutoff point where yeah. if, if they're mature, yeah, even if they're young. I can't imagine hanging out with one. That's the thing. How do you keep this text thread going long enough with somebody under 30? See, I was approached one time. Um, it was on some kind of old thing where it was a Game of Thrones fans or something. This girl started talking to me, and he, I didn't know. I was just like, well, you read him fine. And she's just like that. And, I, and, uh, and it didn't go sexual or anything, but then she... She said, well, I'm in high school. I was like, uh, good day. And she's like, no, we can talk. I said, no, we can't. No. We're not talking at all. Goodbye. No, you know? I didn't even follow my... I said, you're a nice girl and everything, but this is not happening. Goodbye. And I deleted and blocked her. <laughs> I didn't even follow my nieces on social media because I didn't want to see other people in their mentions. Mm-hmm. Like, especially my one niece. Uh, she's she's 21 now, but she's got 10,000 Instagram followers for no Jesus. fucking reason. Like, what are these fucking creepers doing to my yeah. fucking sweet baby niece? <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I... The, the, the whole thing with the the young girls, I mean, I just... If that doesn't give you a sick, oily feeling in the pit of your stomach, there's something wrong with you. You know, if that... But that's the thing with those people. I think those two feelings are side by side, the sexual attraction and that sick feeling. I think that they get off on it. So, yeah. I don't and I don't know. It's a weird thing to get into. Like once you get into it, I guess there's no getting out of it and once it comes out, if it comes out, you're fucked. So, so you, you just, might as well so get as much of it full as you, bore. Yeah. you might as well get as much of it as you I, can. I guess. It's I mean, weird. I don't know. But like my joke yesterday was um, knowing that all of them, every one of them is a pedophile all, is almost enough to make me not want to become a billionaire. <laughs> 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 I had to try to find a way to word that to where I couldn't get canceled for it. <laughs> but then you got people like I don't see. I think that if we're going to go by that standard, I think the people who who never get never do it or you know who have the opportunity like Elon Musk, I don't think he's doing shit like that. No, I don't either. Um, and I think he ought to be, he should be lauded more for how for how he is. You know, um, Bill Gates. You mean do you think he should be congratulated for not fucking kids? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm saying that. It needs to be recognized that they're good people and they have a, every opportunity not to be. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, I th- I think that <laughs> oddly enough, yes, I think they do should be congratulated. <laughs> for, but that's not that's just the tip of the iceberg with that. You know, um, you get somebody like Bill Gates who he's a family guy. He's yeah, he's killing millions of people in Africa with his, uh, oh. his vaccines. Is he? 
Yeah. Well, not, I don't know about millions, but they test out these vaccines. They and they send them over to Africa to test them out. A lot. Of I didn't know die. that. Oh yeah. I mean, let's test them out on the darkies. That's pretty much what he's what they say. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it's they're just. But all the temptation that gets chucked your way once you like. If I ever win the lottery, which I don't even play the lottery, so I don't think it's going to happen. But if I ever win the lottery, it's going to be anonymous. Like you're there, nobody's going to know that I won it, except for they'll know that I don't live here anymore, and for some reason, all my friends don't have to worry about anything anymore. Right. <laughs> I always, I, I always meant that. Like if I ever won the big lottery, um, every all y'all, like it would be well. For one thing, the pod where we did the podcast would be oh, there'd be a, a, studio. a studio. I mean, it'd, it'd be. A, I'd have producers. We'd have whenever we play a video, we'd have a screen on two both sides to where everybody could see it. Yes. There'd, I'd have a, we'd have actual like big guests and but you I'd, know I'd have a music studio. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd hire session musicians to come and see my vision like I'm Dewey Cox. <laughs> 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 Another I've I've rewatched that movie again. It is so fucking funny. It is good. It is Kristen Wiig. I, I, that was before I knew how bit, how awesome Kristen Wiig was, and she plays his his ex wife. You know, you're gonna fail. She keeps on saying. <laughs> <laughs> and another one I rewatched, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, that's good. It's fucking great. It's really good. That movie's so fucking. It's funny. not just a funny movie. It's a good movie. Like it's. Um, you get to see Jason Siegel's dick at least eleven times. God, a hammer that guy's got on it. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that guy's an ogre. <laughs> um. And to get him to the Greek. Also great. Yeah, get him and to I'm, the Greek. I don't know which one of those I like better because they're they're same. It's same same universe. character and same universe, but I they're very they're vastly different movies. And uh, Jonah Hill, he's in both of them, and I guess it's the same character. No, it's, it isn't. It's not the same guy. Oh, uh-uh. I thought it'd be hilarious if it was the same character. Yeah, that would be cool. But uh, he, I guess I'll just go fuck myself then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking kill you. He's like <laughs> he gives his mixtape to yeah. Aldous Snow. Here's the thing: Aldous Snow's a really good guy. At least yeah. forgetting Sarah Marshall, he's a really good guy. Yeah, he's not a bad guy. He's just he's uh, just free. He's just, yeah, I don't see why people think Russell Brand is attractive. Uh, wispy. He's wispy. He's hideous. He's. I like him. I, I like him a lot. I think he's cool as shit. I like to see him interview people and never get ruffled. Um, especially he interviewed a couple of the people from uh, the Westboro Baptist Church, and they were being shitty to him, and he did not rise to the bait one time. He's like, oh, that's, you know, that's... <laughs> Active Westboro Baptist Church? Yes. Wow, I've never seen that. Dude, it was crazy. Like, they were... We, you know, just saying nasty shit. And he's just like, you know, that's, that's terrible. But you know, <laughs> he just keeps he, going. He yeah. doesn't, he, he doesn't, doesn't let them get go him. to their level. Right. Or, I couldn't do that. I'd be like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I want to punch you in your fucking face. I mean, that would just be, I couldn't do it. And I consider myself I, on Facebook when I would argue, I would hardly ever get ruffled really. And there was a few people who could really push my buttons and, um, one of them to this day, if I see him out, I'm going to beat his ass because I just can't stand him. Let's fucking do it. Put um, his name out there. Let's get it. Let's get it. No, I'm not going to do it like that. Um, but it's just uh, Stephen Hawking visited <laughs> Epstein's Island. Oh, no. Stephen Hawking was a creep. Was he? But I don't think he was fucking kids. But he'd go well, to, he can't. He'd go to strip clubs and shit. They'd take him to strip. He, just, he loved it. Well, I mean. It's like I can't really experience this shit anymore, so I at least want to see it. You know? Right. Uh, David Gross, lots of people. Though. Lawrence Krauss, that guy sounds familiar. 
Jesus Christ. What if George Lucas went? Oh, God. <laughs> Virginia Guffrey, Guffrey, G-I-U-F-F-R-E, claims in a lawsuit that she was lured into a sex trafficking ring run by Epstein at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort. Neat. Ooh, that's going to fucking sting. Oh, boy. Oy. Jeffrey Epstein's Rolodex. Let's check it out. Trump is going down on this, one way or the other. Here's the thing. At the beginning of his thing, he said we were going after uh, human traffickers at the beginning of his campaign. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> Somebody is. I mean, maybe uh, he's projecting the lady doth protest too much. Right, yeah, definitely. But, you know, if it takes him hoping that his name doesn't get out there to end up uh, getting all these fucking people, that's fine with me. Interesting side note on, on just beautiful people. Have you seen this This Michelle Jenicky from... Uh, she does that little dance before she does her hurdles. Yeah, dude. She's the Australian. Yeah, she's... Uh, she's and again, not really my type, but... Yeah, just, she's tall, but she's in uh, incredible shape. Yeah, she is. But she's not in, like, crazy chiseled... I mean, she's definitely in non-steroid shape, you know? A guy named Mort Zuckerman. Is there a fucking more Jewish name than that? <laughs> Morty. Media mogul and billionaire, former owner of the New York Daily News and The Atlantic, Mort Zuckerman invested with Epstein in the gossip magazine Radar in 2004. Woody Allen. Yeah, that's a shocker. Larry Summers. Bill Barr. Oh, shit. Bill Barr? Bill Barr. I thought for a second I said, thought you said Bill Burr. Yeah. I was like, no! Well, no. Bill Barr, is, isn't he the attorney general? Yes. Right Good. Yeah. I hope they nail that motherfucker. He's 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 single handedly. Oh man! If if Trump and these fuckers go down for this, it's going to be so fucking sweet. Kenneth Starr, another piece of shit. Uh, Lawrence Krauss, a theoretical the, theoretical physicist who retired from Arizona State University in 2018 after multiple sexual misconduct allegations. He's been on Rogan before. That's why I know that name. Stephen Hawking, Stephen Pinker, also been on Rogan. Roger Shank, great name. I'm Roger Shank. He, he sounds like he could be a fixer for the Irish mob. Yeah, he really does. He's not in the mob, but uh, he's a, he's like their guy, right? You know, you got a guy. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein, yeah. other Epstein acquaintances, Alec Baldwin, Ray Fiennes. Why not just go by Ralph? Ah, fuck, Ray Fiennes. I like him. Ted Kennedy, David Koch, Courtney Love, Bill Richardson, former New Mexico governor, and Bruce King. Katie Couric, George Stephanopoulos, Chelsea Handler. I love that. I love that Chelsea Handler is mixed in with this. Yeah, I don't like her. She has a she has a documentary called Hello Privilege. It's me, Chelsea, and it's just her explaining to black people how white privilege works, which is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, she's really fucking obnoxious. Like, she's just really, she's got that thing, I'm so much better than you, and I'm, you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, she sucks. Fuck yeah. her. Fuck her forever. Mort Zuckerman, Sergey Brin, David Blaine, Donald Trump, Les Wexner. That's one of the big ones. He's a, an Ohio billionaire. Yeah. Uh, Peter Mendelson, Wilbur Ross, Spacey, Tucker, Casey Wasserman, Ron Burkle. This I thought you were going to say Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Wouldn't that be funny? If there's a universe where Ron Burgundy exists, he's real. But the thing about it, Ron Burgundy is actually a good person. So, yeah. so he was just honestly along for What are all ride. these? Is this like a weird play date? What are all these children <laughs> yeah. doing here? Um, Jeffrey. <laughs> Smoking inside yeah. of Jeffrey. Epstein. There's a strange child in my bedchamber. <laughs> <laughs> She's this? here for what? 
for what? <laughs> Why, Jeffrey, I don't think I can participate in this at all. <laughs> and then the Channel 4 news team starts beating everybody up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pedophile fight. <laughs> Champ just comes in and starts clearing out. Whammy! Starts knocking Champ people picks up Epstein and gets him in the airplane spin. <laughs> Fucking Brick rides in on a horse. <laughs> he rides in on a horse with a bow and arrow. He's a perfect marksman from a horse. <laughs> God, this is gold. We're riding gold right now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Brian Fantana and, and Champ put, put Epstein in the fucking doomsday device. Brian Fantana's a pugilist. He's just, He's just, he's just fucking, he's parrying, he's ducking, he's moving, a lot of good head movement yeah, with Brian Fantana. Well, which one of those fuckers would actually be a good, a, a good fighter, you know? Um, I would say the closest one would be Champ. You know, I'm saying like of the pedophiles who would be able to actually fight, you know, because <laughs> they, they, they live lives of, lives of complete privilege. They never have to fight, you know, yeah. unless they're in some kind of strange fight club kind of thing where, you know, where it's a bunch of old men girl slapping each other yeah like with their you know that yeah but they it makes them feel masculine so they yeah. you know fuck dude anyway you think we've done enough damage i think we hey have. we're almost at two hours not yeah. bad it's a good show not bad you got a song you want to go out on uh yeah fuck it let's do it 276 episode 276 going to put this out tomorrow since i've already put up the uh I implore you to listen to the uh, Independence Day Spectacular. We really went after it. <laughs> you, yeah, you told me. It wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find one that was really good. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. We got dead air. We got dead air. Oh. Okay, here's one. Let's do it. We're not gonna take it Basically Alright folks, thanks for listening We'll be back next week with more stuff and things Happy July 5th Is this It's Too Bad About Your Girl? Hell yeah Go fuck yourself Who doesn't love the Donnas? I love the Donnas Bye. I know what I wanna do, but your girlfriend wants and not to end. Baby, tell me something new. It's too bad about your girl. She doesn't look like she's much fun. It's too bad you got a date tonight, 'cause you're looking like you're the one.
Who's she gonna slap when she sees me in your lap And you say you had a change of heart I gotta make you mumbo or run it out of touch She's got you guarded like a Guggenheim 